Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. 2,000 years ago, an innocent man was condemned to death. Roman soldiers took him and laid him out upon a cross and began to drive spikes through his wrists and through his feet. They placed a crown of thorns on his head and hung him up between two thieves where he then died as God's greatest gift ever given. Through the cross, Jesus Christ took care of all our sin. He paid the price and said, it is finished. Paid in full the price for your redemption and for mine. And because of what Jesus did and his resurrection three days later, we can have hope and faith and trust in a sure future when we place our faith in Jesus Christ. God's greatest gift. Did you know that God is a giving God? And because he's a giving God, he wants us to be a giving people. And did you know also that giving is directly tied to your spiritual growth? The Bible says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so as you are obedient to God in the area of your finances... God blesses you not only financially, but he also blesses you spiritually. So it's something very important for each and every one of us. Um, God used Solomon and several others uh, to write the book of Proverbs to distill some of God's wisdom for everyday living. And Proverbs are these small, these short, pithy little sayings that give a, a general truth about life and how life works. Uh, They're meant to show you uh, how life operates on a day-to-day basis. It's true of of money. It's true of other things that Proverbs talks about. Uh, But God gives us some very specific wisdom for how to use our finances in the book of Proverbs. You might be interested to know that uh, Solomon, uh, who wrote the most of the Proverbs, uh, was one of the richest men to ever live. He, he was blessed beyond measure financially by God. Uh, so as he speaks, he speaks as somebody who speaks with some experience in handling money. Uh, he also speaks under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and God, who has all knowledge, uh, gives us perfect wisdom about money. Uh, we need to trust and obey God with our finances. Uh, the title of my message is Using your money wisely. We're going to go to several different scriptures in Proverbs, so kind of keep your fingers ready to turn. But the first one I want you to see is in chapter 3 and verse 9. Let's read the scripture together. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. Then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. So, How do we use our money wisely? Well, the first thing is we honor God. We honor God. Did you know that giving is worship? It is. Giving is worship. You may not have thought about that. You may think of singing is worship and 
maybe my service to God is worship. But, but perhaps you ne- it never occurred to you that giving is worship. He says you honor God with the first fruits of your produce. You honor God with these things. Uh, it, it's a way of showing worship to God. So when you give, it, it's not something that you do just out of a, a sense of duty. Um, hopefully that you do give and you obey God, but, but it should be out of a sense of love and appreciation to God for all that He has done. We honor God with our finances. Um, I remember when I was in high school, uh, I had a job as a busboy. And, and I worked hard. You know, my, my, my dad said, hey, you know, work hard. Do, do your best. And maybe you get promoted. Well, you know what happened? I did get promoted. I got to be bus supervisor. The power went to my head. No, I'm, it's, uh, but bus, uh, you know, it was, it was great. I, I got rewarded. I, I honored my boss by working hard. Also, really, my main boss was God. I honored him to work hard. And guess what? Honor was shown back to me. That's the way it works in life, isn't it? When you honor someone else, they honor you. And it's the way it should work in life. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, when you honor God, He honors you. That's just a principle of Scripture. Not just in your finances, but in every area of your life. As you honor God, He honors you. It's a principle. Mark it down. And guess what? You can't outgive God. When you honor Him, He will honor you. You say, well, preacher, I've known some poor Christians who are givers. Well, good. I I have too. (laughs) But can I tell you something? This is not a promise of of great wealth, okay? But it is a promise of blessing. And what he's saying is when you honor God on a consistent basis in your life, where you're going to head is down the road toward prosperity. Why? Because God always blesses when we honor him. And so... um, he says, your, your barns will be filled with plenty. Your vats will overflow with new wine. What is he saying? God is going to give you more than you need. He's going to bless you as you honor him. So uh, make sure you honor God, not just with your finances, but honor God with your service, honor God with your time, uh, honor God in your priorities. In every area of your life, make sure that you are honoring God. God, and he will honor you. What are some ways you can honor God with your money? Well, one way is by paying a tithe. tithe what is a tithe? A tithe is 10% of what you make. Uh, somebody asked Tony Evans, should I tithe on the net or the gross? And Tony Evans replied, well, uh, how, what do you, do you want God to bless you based on? <laughs> the net of the growth. Uh, but, so, uh, but a tithe, it's, it's something that uh, began in the Old Testament. It was a, just a basic commitment that people made to give to God uh, from their possessions, a 10%. Uh, also, there were offerings that were given over and above the tithe, but uh, as God would lead people. Uh, another way you can honor God with your money is by helping other people. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but... But Jesus says, if, if you've done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. 
So we honor God through uh, our money. So how do you, how do you um, handle your money wisely? How do you use it? Well, first of all, honor God. Uh, secondly, give generously. Give generously. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24. One person gives freely, yet gains more. Another person withholds what is right, only to become poor. A generous person will be enriched. And the one who gives a drink of water will receive water. So, using your money wisely, honor God, first of all. Secondly, give generously. Give generously. One person gives freely, yet gains more. What's he talking about? There's a principle in life that as you give and you're generous with others, God is generous with you. There's also a principle that when you are stingy with your money, God can become stingy with you. Look at what he says. One person gives freely, yet gains more. The blessing of God, right? Another withholds what is right, only to become poor. Now, in this case, they're withholding what should be given. It could be a tithe. It could be uh, something that should be given, like maybe a wage, if there's somebody who has workers that work for them. could be um, uh, some uh, debt that is owed that, that, that they don't pay. Uh, whatever it is, they withhold what is right and become poor. Um, it says a generous person will be enriched. The one who gives a drink of water will receive water. People tend to be generous with people that are generous to them. I'm not asking for testimony, but have you ever given Christmas gifts based on what somebody gave to you? Have you ever done that? Oh, well, so-and-so gave me this much, so I'll give them that much, <laughs> Right? Now, you may not do that, but we tend to be generous, don't we, to people that are generous to us. Um, somebody that's stingy, we tend to laugh about it, right? You, you heard people squeezing a penny, get, get every bit out. You know, uh, we, we tend to, to laugh about it, and, and we pro you probably have somebody in your family who's stingy, don't you? Most people do. There's at least one, you know. And, uh, and, and that person, I mean, they just, they will not part with their money. I mean, did you hear the, about the man who, who lived in a shack? He was a millionaire. He had great wealth, but he, he buried it under the shack. And he lived like a pauper, and he had all these riches. Many people are just very stingy. They won't give them money. Don't, don't ask the preacher. Don't preach on money. Uh, uh, don't, don't ask me for, for money at the workplace. Don't, don't hit me up. I, I'm, I don't want to give. You know, and they're, they're just, just you know, don't take my money. Uh, this is something we need to guard against. There's, I think, some of that in all of us. Uh, and when we're filled with the Spirit of God, one of the byproducts of that will be that we're generous. Not just with church, but generous in general with other people. Um, so he says, listen, if you want to live your life wisely, if you want to use your money wisely, be a generous person. I remember uh, my pastor, the first church I served as music and youth minister, his name was Ron Ferguson. 
and he was a generous man. Uh, he would come, and, and I, I just kind of shook my head. I said, man, he must be broke. Uh, but, I mean, people, his, his daughter was a teenager, and she and all her friends would come into the, the office, and they say, hey, Daddy, uh, me and my friends want to go to the movies. Will you pay for us to go? And he'd say, sure. You know, he'd get a big grin on his face, and he'd, he'd give them some money, you know, and send them on their way. And, and I thought, man, what a generous guy. Uh, and then, you know, I'd come in a couple days later. Hey, Dad, can we have some money for such and so? And so, and by the way, he wasn't just generous with his kids. He was generous. I mean, he was generous with other people, too. But you, he just had that quality about his life. And guess what? God blessed him. God blessed him. God used him in his life. And so, uh, if you want to use your money wisely, give generously. You know, the only thing that you keep is either what you do for God or what you give away. You ever thought about that? What did Jesus say? Let for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust corrupts, where thieves don't break through or steal, for where your treasure is there will your heart be also. Uh, when you give away something, it could be small. Jesus said, you give a cup of water in my name, you won't lose your reward. What do you do? I give that cup of water away, and guess what? There's a reward in heaven waiting for me. What I've got, people can take away. I could go out in this parking lot and get mugged. They might take my jacket and my tie and my wallet. And You know, this world's temporary. The economy goes up and down, right? We have jobs, then we lose jobs. I mean, everything is in a state of flux. And then one day, our time comes to die. Guess what? You can't take it with you. Now, there's some people who have tried. Uh, I, I used to think it was kind of humorous. Uh, when I was in ancient Near Eastern history class, they were telling us about the pharaohs and how they would they bury them with all this money and wealth and, and all of these things. But then the grave robbers would find it. And one pharaoh, they, they took all that he had and then they threw the mummy into the, into the Nile. So the mummy just kind of floating down the river. I mean, talk about having everything stripped away. You can't take it with you. Uh, just a few years ago, uh, King Tut's treasure was found, right? For all those years, it lay hidden. But then it was found. Of course, it couldn't, couldn't take it aside uh, to, to hell where he went anyway. Or if you go to heaven, you can't take it with you. You're going to leave your cars, you're going to leave your bank accounts, you're going to leave your clothes, you're going to leave everything. You cannot take it with you. You might as well be generous. As you're generous, you lay up treasure in heaven. Uh, sometimes I hear people say, well, you know, um, <clears throat> I can't be generous to these people. They, they're taking advantage of it, and, and, you know, they're just going to go use it on drugs, or, or they're going to use it on alcohol, and I don't know what they're going to use it for, so I shouldn't give it to them. Well, there is a, there is a, a truth. The Bible says if man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. I mean, there's some scriptures like that as well. But we need to be careful that we don't kick into autopilot and never help anybody. Because, yes, we don't want to help somebody's drug habit, but we also don't want to cut off generosity altogether. And guess what? I may get taken now and then. But you know what? I've done what God's told me to do. And as I follow God's leadership in my life, and as I do what He tells me to do, not only have I followed God in obedience, 
but I've laid up treasure in heaven to my generosity. So be generous. Uh, make sure you take those opportunities to help people that are needy, if you're able to. Um, you know, give to the church. Give to the kingdom of God and the things that are of God. Um, why? Because it lasts forever. Can, can you put a price tag on a human soul? I want to tell you something. What we're doing here matters for eternity. What the Gideons are doing matters for eternity. We, we are in the most important business, God's business, in the world. <laughs> Be generous. So, um, honor God. If you want to use your money wisely, honor God. Give generously. Thirdly, help people. Turn to chapter 28 and verse 27, please. 28, 27. Help people. The one who gives to the poor will not be in need, but the one who turns his eyes away will receive many curses. The one who gives to the poor will not be in need, but the one who turns his eyes away will receive many curses. Proverbs has a way of, of say, saying things one way and then saying the opposite. Um, what's he saying? What's the basic message here? Help people that are in need. You say, well, preacher, I don't have enough money to help everybody. Well, I understand that. Did you know Jesus doesn't expect you to do that either? You remember the lady that came and broke the perfume and, and, and poured it on Jesus' feet, wiped it with his hair, and a few of the disciples said, this should have been given to the poor. What did Jesus say? Let her alone. What she's done is a beautiful thing for me. The poor you always have with you, me you don't always have with you. So what was Jesus saying? He's saying, you don't have to be all distraught about it, but the idea is recognize that there are people in need, and if God has given you possessions, he's given you a way to help them and may want to use you as his instrument to help somebody in need. So have that antenna up. You know what I do? I, I will pray when I have a situation like that come. Now, sometimes it's academic. I don't have any money on me. Y'all, can you all relate to that? <laughs> I, uh, those debit cards are so convenient, you know. But uh, uh, other times, I, I, I do have money, but I will pray about it. I'll say, Lord, do you want me to help this person or not? And sometimes I don't feel led to. And that's okay. Other times I feel led to. But, you know, I need to have an openness to be God's instrument to reach somebody else. Uh, I was watching the news a couple of weeks ago, and I saw where a waitress at Cheddar's got a $1,075 tip. How's that for a tip? I'll tell you what. Uh, on the back of the receipt of the people that left a tip for her, they wrote, Jesus has blessed us, and we feel led to bless you. Please receive this gift from us. You know what happened on that day? Um, they, I don't know if they knew these circumstances, but uh, this woman had had to take time off of work to go be with her mother, who was they expecting her to die. And so she, while she was off, she didn't get paid. And so she was going through a financial crisis in her life. And uh, she came back and was working, but uh, she didn't know how she was going to make ends meet. And through this gift, 
God met her financial need, but listen to this. He also provided a witness that not only did those Christians care for her, but God cared for her. And as, as they gave to her, uh, I, I don't know if she opened her heart uh, and, and ended up giving her heart to Christ. I don't know what, what the circumstances following were, but I do know this. She can never say that a Christian didn't love her. And she can never say that God didn't love her. When you give and you're generous and you help people who are in need, what you do is you open their heart. God can use you to open their heart uh, towards spiritual things. There are people that believe the world doesn't, that God doesn't care, that the church doesn't care, that Christians don't care, and you prove them wrong when you give. Help people. What did Jesus do? The scripture says he went about doing good. He helped people in need, didn't he? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. Boy, I wish I could do that. He raised it. I mean, he did all kinds of things to help people. Can you imagine what it must have been like for that blind man uh, that Jesus reached out to and, and touched and he, he healed it for the first time? He could see. Why? Because Jesus had a heart of compassion. I mean, Jesus could have been a prima donna. He could have been all about himself. I mean, he was the God of the universe. He could have said, hey, bow. I'm God. You, you know, he could have been all about himself, but he wasn't. He had a heart to help other people. I remember the, the, the time where the, the disciples had gone up to the Feast of the Passover and Jesus went among the people around the Pool of Siloam, you know, all the lame, and, the, and he was there ministering. Everybody else was partying, having a good time, uh, enjoying the Passover feast. Jesus was ministering to people in need. That was his heart. That's the heart that God wants us to have, to, to reach out, to minister, not just financially, but to minister to them spiritually, to try to reach them for Christ. Uh, but, but it's an others-focused thing. And, and as we have that heart toward others, God will bless us and we'll have the joy of being used as an instrument in his hand. We need to help other people. If you want to use your money wisely, use it to help other people. And then finally, turn with me, if you will, to Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7. The others have been kind of about giving. This is, a, this is about using your money wisely so that you'll have money to give. Look at verse 7. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. You want to use your money wisely? Pay cash. <laughs> I'm not talking about the bills, okay? You can use your debit card if you want to. But the idea is you're not borrowing, okay? Now, it's not that borrowing is inherently wrong. The Bible gives uh, directions about how to borrow and how to lend and so forth. So the Bible doesn't consider it a sin. But, but it's just something you want to avoid if you can. Because uh, there is this sense in which the borrower is servant to the lender. Have you, ever, have you ever heard somebody lose their home? 
Have you ever heard of somebody maybe that um, has had something repossessed, maybe a car, maybe something else? You, you end up uh, getting all this credit card debt, and you feel like you're a slave. All, your whole paycheck's going to debt every month. And I, it's a bondage. Avoid that bondage by choosing to pay cash for what you want. Now, what should you do? How should you operate? There, there may be times with a car, with a house, with an education where you'd borrow. But don't just do it as a matter of course. Take these things to God in prayer. Say, Lord, what is your will about this? You know, have you ever saw, saw a car that, I mean, you just went in. I mean, wow, that's a nice car. I'd like to have one of those. You're, am I the only one that's ever done that? Um, instead of just going out saying, hey, I'm ready, sign me up, and, and you know, taking out a big note to, to get that car, say, Lord, what is your will for me right now? You want me to buy this car? Uh, it may be that God would have you choose a little bit more practical car so that you could use your money to help other people. Or so that you could use your money to help the cause of the kingdom of God. Um, after all, the money's not ours, right? You are not your own, the scripture says. You are bought with a price. Our possessions aren't our own. Everything that we have is a gift from God. So we are stewards of what God has given us. Uh, but um, it's not ultimately ours. So we need to go to God in prayer and say, Lord, is this what you want? Also, uh, save your money. I know that's an old antiquated concept, isn't it? But it's still wise. <laughs> you see that's something you got? You know, David's, David's, he's wanting to upgrade to the latest Xbox. Y'all know what that is? And uh, he's, he's decided, he's, he's trying to, he's, He's wrestling. He's got some of the money, and he's saving up, but he, he's wrestling with it because he's not sure. Now that he's got that money, he's not sure he wants to spend it on an Xbox. Uh, but saving your money, that is a wise thing to do. Don't go into debt for it if you can save for it. Yes, you might have to wait a little bit longer, but what you're going to do is you're going to save yourself a lot of money, for one, but also you're not going to be in bondage in the meantime. Uh, avoid credit card debt at all costs if you can. That, that high interest rate will kill you. You end up paying for something three times over. So uh, look at these things and, and look at your money as something that God has given you as a stewardship and, and take your, your big financial decisions to God in prayer and follow his leading in your life so that you can fulfill God's purpose for your life. Because if you're going to give generously, you've got to have money, right? You can't give generously what you don't have. If you're going to help people that are needy, you can't do that if you don't have anything to give, right? If you're going to honor God with your finances, you've got to have something to honor him with, right? So he says, make decisions not just based on self-interest. Make decisions based on what God's will is for your life. And then you'll be using your money wisely. Uh, you remember uh, the story in the New Testament, the parable Jesus told of the talents. And Jesus gave, I think there's a couple of different times he's told the story, told it different ways. But 
uh, one of them, he, told, he gave one man ten talents, one man five talents, and one man one talent. And uh, the guy with the one talent went and buried it in the dirt, and the, the others actually made more with what, the, what God had given them. Let me ask you something. If God were to do a divine audit of your finances, would you be using your money in such a way that he would be pleased with you? That's between you and God. I'm not going to tell you what you're supposed to give. I'm not going to tell you what you're supposed to do specifically. That's between you and God. But let me, let me just ask you this. God has given you what you have for his purpose. Are you fulfilling the purpose of God with what he's given you? It's a good question to ask. Uh, make the decisions in your financial life that will bring honor and glory to God. So how do you use your money wisely? Honor God, give generously, help people, and pay cash. And as you do that, uh, God will bless you financially, but also spiritually. You know what the New Testament says? It says as you give, God will give you a harvest of righteousness. You'll see God working in your life. You'll see yourself growing spiritually. You'll, you'll see yourself making more of a difference for Jesus Christ. Use your money wisely. Father, thank you so much for your word and for the advice and, and wisdom that you've given us in your word. Help us to, to follow that wisdom, uh, to use our money wisely. Help us to honor you and worship you through our giving, God. Help us to to help other people with our giving. Help us to be generous with our giving and help us to, to pay cash and, and put off having what, what we need, uh, maybe what we want, <laughs> uh, until we have the money to do so. And help us carry those things to you in prayer, God. Help us to provision.